Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. It is another week, another episode. I couldn't be more and more excited. Um, It's been a week and it's been a weird week, I want to say, but it's always a weird week. When is it not? If this is your first time tuning in, first of all, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that once you leave here that you feel at least that you're understood, that you're heard. Oftentimes, there's so many times where we're going through whatever it is that we're going through, whatever we have on our plate. And oftentimes we just have this thought, this feeling that we're by ourselves, that we're unloved, we're uncared for, no one understands us. And although I won't be able to solve all problems or even a few problems, I just want to make sure that someone is out there is feeling heard. Someone is feeling loved. And that's the whole purpose. So with it being Friday, today starts the first day of my children's vacation. I guess it's, it's, well, I don't even want to call it vacation. I'll just say Christmas break. Because what is vacation and COVID? So with that being said, because it's their first day of Christmas break, it gives the parents sort of a break as well. And I say sort of because, listen, if you have children, you already know, like my kids are between 11 and younger and between the online schooling when they're not on online schooling it's just a bunch of back and forth between them right the arguing the fussing the stop the don't those types of things so those are the types of things that we as parents are going to be saying in the next two weeks or so So that is what's happening immediately is just, you know, Christmas break is here. Put the laptops away. Take a break. Don't, you know, they're going to read. They're going to do all those things, but it's going to be mostly a break. No more time schedules. I mean, I'm not personally concerned if they want to sleep in a little bit. I'm not concerned about that. I know some parents that are super, super strict. I want to consider myself to be super strict during the school time. So when we're in session, that's different. But when we're not, yeah, no, not in COVID. I don't understand. I can't be too too strict in COVID times. So we're a week away from Christmas. Again, I do realize that not everybody celebrates it. But for those who do, it's a week away. I am not exactly done with my shopping. I'm still doing some last minute gathering of some items. Um, There's some people I'm going to have to send stuff after the holidays only because not even it's it's more or less because I was trying to not get so caught up in all this shipping. I shipped the package to my brother and sister in love. And listen, it was a horrible experience. It took over, I want to say over a week to get to its destination. And in addition to that, I just don't like that stressful 
I don't like the stress of the holidays. So because I'm just trying to keep it right now before the holidays or for in time for the holidays, I just wanted to keep it strictly to a small list of people. And then again, for the few people that I will open that up afterwards, then that's what I'm going to do. And it's a reason why it's because it's less stress. It's less stress of trying to figure out what everybody wants what to give everybody and just to keep giving stuff. Cause again, we're in Corona times, um, COVID times. And it's like, I don't, I don't want that stress. So I've, I, I took the stress out of it by just keeping it extremely simple this year. Super, super simple. And that's what's been keeping me along with the whole shopping thing. Um, shopping has been very interesting. I do my shopping the same way. So COVID didn't really stop it. You know, online for me works also online with even local um I probably would have done more local shopping versus um having to shop on some of the local sites and then having it shipped or having it pick or picking it up so things like that has been my go-to as far as stress less during this time sticking to a budget um making sure that I shop within a certain amount of people Again, not stressing. The biggest stress that I had was just sending that one package. And because it's to my nieces, I have three nieces and um, two of them are a little younger and wanting them to have what they needed to have and shipping it so that it can get there in time. And that was probably the most stressful thing. I mean, we all know how this whole holiday um, situation worked with shipping and boxes and packages and things like that. So I'm not out the neck of the woods yet. I still have like a couple of things that may be coming in and filtering in, but yeah, I have to get that situated and get that stuff done. So that's what I've been doing as far as holidays have been concerned. My family and I have been more doing more activities and trying to do more activities more inside of the house. And um, if you're listening to this, if you're in the Philadelphia area, I posted a blog about um, cookies with Santa and uh, basically it was story time with Santa it was Garcia's um, group. They are an amazing, amazing chain of restaurants. And I won't say chain, I'll say family of restaurants here in the Philadelphia area. So if you're in the Philadelphia area and you read my blog, and if you haven't go to www.toytime.org. And so when you go on there and you're doing everything, you will notice that, um, I did the story time with Santa. This was last Sunday, I believe we did it. And it was a Zoom. It's very intimate. I know we're like over the, the top with the Zoom, but this was actually a complete different situation. Lots of fun. They supply cookies. You pick them up ahead of time. You sit down and you get to talk with Santa. Um, the kids, you know, the Santa reads a story about two stories. You, the kids get to ask all the questions that they want to ask. Um, and the typical questions like, what do you want for Christmas? Um, my kids, of course, are not the typical kids. They were asking like, what happens when a kid tries to set up a trap to try to get you for, you know, to try to catch you in the act of bringing the gift. So it was a really a lot of fun. My family, of course, over the top, we dressed up in our um, holiday pajamas. I'm so like the, into the whole holiday pajama, the whole uniform uniform look so that's what we did but if you're listening to this you're in the Philadelphia area you have family members that would love to have that experience you can use my code toy time and save 30% so make sure that when you go in you put everything in the cart and then hit toy time and you'll save 30% off and who doesn't like saving coins because I know I personally love saving some money um I'm always about coupons and codes. So use that code toy time. Let me know um, how you enjoyed it. Because again, it's a really great experience. And I'm not even gonna lie. 
even as experienced as an adult, it's super fun. You can also add adult beverages if you should like. And let me just say their beverages are definitely worth it. They do not, um, in, in my opinion, and I consider myself a little bit of an alcohol connoisseur. I, they do not, they're not a, they're not a light pour. And if you are a drinker, then you know what a light pour is. I cannot stand buying a drink that is supposed to be adult beverage, supposed to be alcohol in it. And then you taste it and it's like, where is the alcohol? So if you're thinking maybe that's what's going to happen, it's not going to happen. The drinks are very, very good. So I enjoyed it. The kids enjoyed it. The family enjoyed it. It's a great experience. We were also interviewed for NBC Philadelphia and just all a great experience all the way around. So shout out to Aversa PR for setting that up. But use my code toy time to save you some coin. And so, yeah, so we've been ex just doing a lot of experiences in our house. So we did the gingerbread house, which let me just say, I am, I do this every year, but I get stressed out every year. You know, when you're working with kids and you're trying to get them to build things, it can bring out the good in you and it can bring out the best because trying to get everybody to get their houses put together stop eating I, mean, I don't really care about them eating the candy because I mean I may I bought like candy that didn't even make sense to go on a gingerbread house because I know that the kids love that type of experience and it's only like once a year so I'm not really like so punctual about don't eat the candy don't do this don't do that I'm not that type of person kids are going to be kids but trying to physically get the houses together so that they're not falling apart there's no tears although there was a few and that in itself is just like I said stress mm -hmm just stress it just literally doesn't make any sense how much stress can happen trying to put a gingerbread house together and I don't think I did that a matter of fact let me not think I know for a fact we didn't put gingerbread houses together as a family I probably did maybe one or two that I can remember in second grade but other than that yeah we didn't do them as a family so of course now we're doing all those things that I had on my you know to do list that I just always wanted to do um with my family and so yeah the gingerbread houses we have done we took our family um christmas photos in the house i set everything up in the basement took the pictures we sent out the cards and we did the hot chocolate bar so we really have just been really engulfing ourselves now let me just be real i would have done those things whether COVID was here or not it's just our yearly traditions it's those things that we enjoy doing and again because I am a Christmas is like my favorite holiday outside of my birthday and yes my birthday is a holiday it just brings us all together and even more now I think it was more necessary to make sure that we didn't just not not do it just because of you know COVID so it's been really fun watching a lot of Christmas movies of course we had to watch Elf. Elf is like my favorite um, Christmas movie and I could probably watch that every day I know every single day I could watch Elf. I do not get sick of it. I act like I don't know what's going to happen. I just love that movie. I don't know. It's just so much fun and it's very, you know, cool and calm collective. I just like the movie. And um, so, yeah, I have a couple of Elf shirts that I wear every year. I won't say every year because I get one every I get a new one every year. So um I did post, if you follow me on Instagram at Toy Time Blog, I did post the newest shirt of this year. Last year, I posted a shirt. And I don't know, I just like Elf. So anything that I see that's Elf, I'm going to go get it. And that that's not to say that my friends listening to this, I'm, that's not saying to go ahead and buy me um, Elf things off the bat. I'm just saying I like it. This week, I'm going, as I say, going into next week, I want to talk about um, 
my therapy. So I have a therapist that I am and I don't want to say involved because that sounds weird, but I'm in therapy again. I go into therapy as often as I feel I need it. And again, because of the holidays, it's so necessary. And I see my therapist or I will speak to my therapist this upcoming Monday. And I have a little list of things that I wanted to talk to him about. And I know that people are so like strange, like not knowing what to expect when you are looking for your therapist. But for me, being able to talk freely with my therapist, feeling safe and secure, feeling that if I talk to that person that I'm sharing and I'm not and I'm feeling and sharing in a safe space. And you may have heard people say that, but one of the things that I don't like is when you're talking to someone, especially a therapist, by which you expect a high level of um, transparency as well as professionalism, is that when you're in with your therapist and you feel like not that you're that they're judging you, because I think that is a part of the process. I think a lot of people think that their therapists are judging you. I personally don't care if my therapist is judging me or not. At the end of the day, I just want to get in and get what I need to get and get better. So for me, my therapist can be judgmental as I don't know what it's whatever. But I still still like to feel like I'm in a safe space. And for me, it's not about judgment. It's me about feeling comfortable. So if you are in therapy or you're thinking about going into therapy, the one of the biggest things you want to make sure that you feel comfortable. And I've been telling my friends because I've been really pushing this initiative for getting other people to get really involved with their mental health is you got to feel comfortable with your therapist so that when you start talking about things that are really bothering you, things that are really uncomfortable, you've already built a rapport. Some people start their therapy off and they just hit it right on the thing. Like they go right in and they're just talking about the things that are really bothering them. Sometimes I kind of feel like I build up. So I make the comfortability there. And I don't think any way of doing it is wrong. Like there's no better way than the other way. It's all up to you. So I know, like I said, because the Christmas is my favorite holiday and I pretty much am, in my opinion, just about done my mindset now isn't really holiday. I feel like if things are coming in and I need to wrap things up or whatever the case may be, that's going to happen. But for me, I'm more focused on the new year. What are my goals for the new year? Especially like with my blog and my business and the podcast, what do I want that to look like? So I'm more focused on that. What are the goals? How am I going to complete those goals? What do I need to get done? Who do I need to add to the team to make that happen? How can I be a little bit more efficient? How can I work smarter, not harder? I'm actually just focused on that. And I know because 2020 has been trash, you know, we went into 2020 in the very beginning and we were just like, yes, we're going to, it's, you know, it's the tunnel vision. We're going to see everything. We're going to get it together. We're about to kill it in this year. And then of course, COVID came in March. So honestly, I think COVID has been here since January, but COVID has been officially here in March where it basically stopped us from really living our lives that we wanted to live. And to be honest with you, we've been in in lockdown or restrictions for almost a year because this upcoming March will make it a year. And, you know, before that, we were all like getting a planner and planning. So then when March hit, it was like, why are we why are we getting these things? Because now we done did all this stuff. We're excited about the year. Some of us was really taken off. I know I was one, you know, I had all kinds of lists of things that I was going and I was not even just in my mind saying I was going to do, but I was actually walking it at like walking it out. 
then COVID came and put a stop to it. So then it's like, do you plan for 2021? Do you kind of just like do a wait and see? Do you see how it goes in the first three months? Can we get out of COVID from 2020? Because we're still taking that into 2021. Like what's the game plan? And a lot of people are going to be skeptical, right? A lot of people are not going to be as plan heavy. I'm not as exactly plan heavy when it comes to movement, like taking trips or anything like that. But I am plan heavy about the things that I can do just like I've been working efficiently from from home. So if you're a blogger, an influencer, or if you have a business, or if you're a baker, or if you're any type of, you know, you're really living out the life that you choose, or you're trying to live out the life that you're choosing to live. I don't think it's oh, anything wrong with continuing to set things in motion, to continuing to better yourself. Like if you're a baker, and you're haven't been able to take another class, like perfect what you already do, find other ways, learn from online. Like this is the time that really, honestly, you should have been really putting your hand to like getting better. Like for instance, I know a few people who bake, get lighting for your bake stuff. Like you really have to do that. Cause how are you showcasing your products and it's not a good light. So just like things like that, like what can you do better for me? Um, outsourcing some things instead of always having to feel like I have to do it all because it's really just a team of just me but there's times like I can use Fever to outsource how can we work more efficiently than what we were doing in the past those are the types of things that I'm thinking about working on my 2021 business plan even if something happens that deters the plan it doesn't have to stop the vision the vision doesn't stop just because the plans have to be changed like you could be going to the store and decide I'm going to go buy shoes and then still go to the store later on. You know what I'm saying? Like you can add stuff to the list. You can take things away. You can do whatever is necessary. So those are the types of things that I'm thinking about. How can I become more efficient in 2021? How can I move smarter? What do I need to do? How can I take care of myself better? How can I work on my body better because just because we like some of people are complaining about the gym listen I'm I would love to be at the gym I would love to be on a machine I would love to be doing those things and lifting weights and all those different things but if we can't there's a way you know what can you do to bring some elements at home you it's not going to be the same experience but are you going to allow yourself to just let yourself go just because things are not the same that's the type of mentality that I'm always thinking about what can I do to push myself to be way ahead of the game you know what are you doing for first quarter what are you planning to put on your plate for first quarter I'm already had solidified some deals already the last couple of weeks for first quarter because I'm like oh there's there's something that can be done what can I do where can I add to add to my own life so those are the things that I'm going to be working on and that's where really where my mind is like that's you know, on my plan, I'm looking at everything, I'm trying to see what I can do to get all those things in together. So what are you guys doing? What are you doing to push yourself to that next level? You know, you've already seen how it is to move and navigate now with all the restrictions and things in place. So let's say the world opens up, let's say the vaccination vaccinations are going great, let's say all of those things are happening, and all those things are going down. So now you're able to move and you're able to do better. Would it be nice or wouldn't it be nice if all the work that you've been doing below the surface could now bubble up to the top and really, really pop off? 
That's really what should be happening. Like all the work that you're doing now should really just be pushing you, propelling you to the greatness that once the world quote unquote opens up, you should really be soaring. Honestly, I think you can soar even at home, but again, it's got to be a desire. It's got to be a mindset. So 2021, how do we move? What's going to happen? Are we becoming efficient? What? How can we become more efficient? And learning, learning for me, for me, my biggest lesson that I'm trying to gather all of my thought processes and everything is how to be more patient, how to be more fair, how to be more loving. Those are the things that I have on my list, how to be more patient, how to be more fair and how to be more loving. Sometimes, you know, we love the way we love other people, the way we think that they should be loved. And I want to be more loving to what people need because I struggle with that. Like I struggle with people giving me what they think I sh- I want, especially people who I have like, you know, you're trying to rebuild relationships with people and you're trying to rebuild and, and you never, I don't know, I'm not in the mindset anymore. Like, you know how you say, well, if something's broken, let's try to put it back to the way it was. I'm not trying to go back to what situation led to us, to, you know, whatever relationship that I've had to, to deteriorate. But what can we do to build something different, something new that works for both of us so that everybody is winning? One of my pet peeves is um, when people are just don't have lack of understanding, like, or when they, people have a lack of understanding, I should say. It only takes a couple of minutes to just think for two seconds, how would that other person feel? And I think we lack that. And the world has shown us in so many ways that apparently it's a global problem. We have people all over the world are not more cognitive of each other and the people that are around them. So that's on my list to be more aware of how can I love better? How can I be more patient? Patience with my children obviously that's the first thing that comes to mind um patient with my husband and patient with myself because you know it's amazing the things that we want that we want and we push for and we ask for but then when the tables turn we're not willing to give it and I'm realizing that more and more I hate to admit that but that is the truth That is the truth. That is the part that we got to get better because I can't ask for something that I'm not willing to give, but we do it. I do it. You do it. We all do it, but it doesn't make it okay. If I'm asking for something, it's because I'm putting it in and putting in the same level of energy. That's why I think in reality, relationships are always teetering and tottering all the time. When you're in a relationship with someone, it's always teetering and tottering because you're never giving in the same level. And I'm not talking about just romantic, like even friendships, friendships begin to waver up or down because you feel like I'm doing more. That person is not calling me. They're not texting me. I'm always the one that calls. I'm always the one that texts. I'm always the one that's giving. I'm always the one that's doing. And when you find out that you're in that situation, you have to really take a real evaluation. Like I want people to take the evaluation with me. I'm doing the best that I can to take that same evaluation with others. But that's what it boils down to. Somebody is giving more. And somebody's giving less. It could be just giving less energy, giving less patience. There's so many other ways of just looking at that. 
Some people could be giving more of themselves and be more selfish. Like, and that's the place where I struggle because I have selfish parts of me. Selfish parts. And it's wrong for me to think that. But if I'm honest, that is the truth. As a mother, I can't necessarily be fully selfish, but there are selfish times where I'm like, I, I got to do this. This is something that's super important to me. But we all, every last one of us hold that holds that position. We want what we want when we want it. And when we don't get it, we get upset. So I'm working. That is the goal. I wrote that down. How can I be more patient? How can I be more loving? How can I open myself up to be loved? And if I and I'm working on loving myself a lot more because when you love yourself, when you feel like something is lacking, you don't go lacking because you should be able to feel certain parts of you. And if you are with somebody or if you're around somebody or you're engaging with someone, it could be platonic relationship. It could be just your girls and you just feel like there's something lacking and you've researched and you've done an in-search with yourself and you really have had a moment to yourself and you're like, okay, I'm getting me together. Maybe it's just I'm seeing it from this perspective. Sometimes we see things from our perspective. And we push out on other people. It doesn't always mean that that's the way that it truly is. So that is on my list. How can I love? How can I be loving? How can I be less selfish? How can I be more patient? How can I be more kind? I am, I won't say I am. I'll say I've had times in my past, even recently, where it's like you say things and you say things maliciously just to get on somebody's nerves or you say it because you're upset, you're hurt, and that's the only way you can process it, but it doesn't necessarily make it okay. And so I'm working on my ways to be more kind. Because kindness is not always there. You're not always aware. You're not always doing the right things. You're not always saying it the right way. And another thing that I've actually been working on, and it's on my list to work on, is being passive aggressive, but that soft passive aggressive. Like I feel like there's levels to passive aggressiveness. But for me and how I've seen it in myself is I can bring up a conversation. It could have real elements of something that I want to say. But instead of saying it to that person, I'll bring up an example. And to me, I believe that is a passive aggressive behavior. Because if something is bothering me, and it's not to the point where I feel like I can address it. I shouldn't even be addressing it passive aggressively because half the time when you address it passive aggressively, when you leave the presence of that person or you get off the line with that person or you're off the FaceTime or Zoom with that person, oftentimes you are left trying to figure those other parts out. Like, you know where it came from, but you're pick, you're trying to figure that out and you're upset about it. And you're emotional about it. And you're frustrated because why didn't that person not get the way that in which I was being passive aggressive when you weren't being honest and you weren't being forthright? Could be just me. So those are the types of things that I have on my list to work through. Those are the types of things that I have on my list to work out. This is so simple. Like there has to be there has to be some type of a change. There just has to be. 
And that change isn't about changing other people around me, but changing myself. So that's the goal. I'm talking to my, well, let me say my husband and he's again, if you have not listened to store love, you should probably listen to it. Um, I had him on the on the podcast. And we were talking about just our relationship, our dynamics. And oftentimes our dynamics are really just that way. You know, every now and again, we get into this little irritation place. And my husband's really good at keeping the peace to a certain extent, meaning there are times when he'll not bring up something or not push something just because he just wants to keep the peace. But we've also gotten to the point where we speak up because sometimes when you keep the peace sometimes and you don't speak up, then it builds. So he just finds, in my opinion, he's just better at finding a ways to speak up without attacking everything right away. I'm more of the attack right away. Like it's not a secret. It's not a, it's not, it's not a game. It's even if it's, if I'm wrong, it's five people. It's, this is where I am. There's just no mistake on that. It's like, and you know what that boils down to self-control. He just has more of it and I have less of it. So it's not a, it's not a bad, it's, it's actually a bad thing for me, less for him, but I'm learning, learning. And, and I've talked to my therapist about this a couple, a couple weeks ago it was like, that self-control but you know where for me it comes from like feeling like I need to be in control so I don't feel the need to filter what I'm saying now that does not mean that I I'm always attacking someone but feeling like I have to address everything right then or I feel like I have to put this little nudge into a situation just to let someone know just how I feel That comes from being a kid and having, you know, to feel like you're holding certain things in or you can't say certain things because, listen, I don't care. You know, for me growing up, there's my my parents weren't having that. You weren't going to be telling them anything because they were their parents. They pay the bills. It was just none of that stuff was going down. And so I found that a lot of times and it's not their fault necessarily, but I carried that into a lot of the situations that I was in relationships wise or friendships wise or whatever the case may be but as I've gotten a little older my filter has become a little less and so I'm like yeah I don't feel like I need to just be nice about that I'm gonna tell you what it is and I'm gonna say what I have to say and that is a great good trait to have in its perspective but when you feel find yourself in a situation where you're not you don't lack self-control like you should be able to hold it not be able to have a conversation about something and wait till it's appropriate time that is where I don't always connect so for me it's a struggle I was talking to my therapist about it and I have to always talk to him about it again because I still don't get the full connection there and that's a that's something that I'm actively working on like that need to be like no hear me now it's my time right now. And so it's very stressful, even in bringing it up in the therapy is that I don't, it's like, I know that I should not have, I shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't be that way. But finding myself that way, it's like, it's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm more honest about what it is that I'm dealing with because I'm not by myself. But 
that is the that's what I have on my plate. And again, when people talk about their their new year resolutions, their new year dedications, the dedication that they have amongst with themselves, it literally can go one way or the other. So those are the things that I have going on. Still working through therapy and working on myself, trying to better myself every day. And I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about an article. So I am with She Media, a She Media partner, which is through Blog Her or She Media as a whole. And one of the entities is Blog Her. And I've been involved with Blog Her for the past two years, two or three years. In the last year, I've become a She Media partner, which you do have to go through, a you know, application process and things of that sort. So I'm very grateful for this partnership. And with that, this particular time, or I want to say about maybe three, three times that they've actually featured me in this last year, which is amazing. I consider myself like the She Media blog, her mascot to a certain extent. And with that, and with that, this particular episode, this particular feature meant just a little bit more to me. And, you know, you just, you can never just sit back and just really just see the, where you've come from. I think that's where it boiled down to, because I've been very vocal about it. When I first moved here to Philadelphia and I was a stay at home mom. I had just gotten downsized from my job. The economy was a wreck. I just got downsized, basically uh, let go from my job because they were, they had let, they had gotten rid of like 40, 50 people in, in one company. Like they were trying to cut costs everywhere. And so here I am, this new mom at the time, my daughter is sick. She has asthma. I'm in and out the hospital with her almost a couple times a week. So now my income is done. So I was just proposed to. So I, I just got engaged. Um, we made the decision to for me to move up here, especially it made more sense when the whole job situation happened. Because at the time, I don't even think I told my parents right away or f I didn't tell them first. I told him and my husband, he was my boyfriend at the no fiance at the time. So we just got engaged. I just lost my job. I had the sick child. It's time to move to Philadelphia. It just makes more sense. We're going to move to Philadelphia. I get here. I'm pregnant with this other baby. And now I have a baby in my belly. I have a two-year-old. I'm without a job. I'm here with my fiance. I'm with my fiance and his family. No real friend base here. Going back and forth to Lancaster only because I refused to adjust to being here. I wanted to go back home didn't think I wanted to go back home like and, and the, you know how when you try to tell yourself that you're not going through something so then you make the situation a lot worse that would be me so I kept telling myself how I wasn't homesick and I was fine but reality was I, I just was and I was used to the different ways of how I wanted to live and the smallness of the city of small town and running back and forth and running back and forth do you know how hard it is to run back and forth when you have a baby in your belly and you have a child that's a two that's a toddler and then if you have a newborn baby and you're running back and forth and you have this little baby and you have a toddler and you're running back and forth or you have your arm on one steering wheel and your other arm trying to feed a baby. And so at the time, I was just like, I have to find something that's for me. I have to find some type of outlet. And at this point, I'm in therapy. It, this is the start of my therapy. 
I need to get myself together, dealing with postpartum, let me get it together, let me get my life together. So that's what I did. And then after that, I'm starting to blog, knowing nothing about anything. Six years later, I'm doing amazing things. However, the biggest part isn't, isn't even the things. I think the biggest part was just looking back at the times when I was like in the house crying, mostly because of postpartum, but five seconds of that, just trying to figure it out and feeling burnt out and feeling like I didn't have a sense of direction and feeling like I was the only one who didn't have a sense of direction and then feeling like, okay, my personality has always been a type of person. I always knew what I wanted. And if I wanted something, I would just go after it. And now I'm in this position where I don't feel as confident as I should be feeling. So what do I do? How do I get past all that? What do I do with everything that I have on my plate? And how can I still be a good mom? And how can I at the time be a good fiance? And then I transitioned to being a wife. And the reality of it is my husband and I love each other so much, but we should have waited. But that push to get married was more. And let me not say the push to get married. What I say is the push for to continue with the wedding plans was my push. To get married, he asked me, it was never a conversation. It was never an ultimatum. It was never a thing like that. It's just the wedding date and continuing on and pressing on. But let's just go ahead and do it. It'll all work out. It, no, not the best idea. And so all these things on my plate and I just sat back, listened, listened, reading this feature, thinking to myself, man, do you remember the levels of foolishness that you were involved with? And... The times where I had to like take a temporary position because I couldn't work. I couldn't dedicate myself to a job because it was like, okay, what about the kids? Then it was like, okay, I'm working, but now I'm working and all of my money is going towards daycare because that's a real reality in America. It's crazy, but that's where it is. Most people who even two two income homes, you end up putting most of your one of the incomes ends up going all the way to daycare. So you're basically essentially paying somebody else to keep your kids just so you can have basically five seconds of adult time. And I didn't even realize like I could have been just a little more creative with that, like working a part time job where that money would have just stayed in the house because I could have worked when my husband was doing whatever he was doing. You know what I mean? Like I could have worked when he was not working. But you don't think about those things when you're deep into it. So I was reading the article and I'm really proud of it, but more because again, it's not about the things that I've accomplished, but it's more like I actually took a chance on myself and I, and I bet on myself when everybody else was complete. Now I won't say everybody, but a large majority of people were like, nah, don't, mm -mm, not her. And, and, and all of us has had that moment where somebody, you feel like somebody's like, no, nah, not her. She's not good enough. She's not worthy. I was feeling like I wasn't worthy I was probably the, the person saying well she's not her not enough but regardless of it this is where it is this is where the story starts I say start because it's not an ending it's a start and I had to go through like feeling like I'm, other people were being more supportive than me and to be honest with you looking back at it now with the, with my right mind they were isn't that funny how your mind will tell you that something is a certain way? You know it's that certain way, but because you have other 
things that are on your plate that you're dealing with, you're like, no, maybe I wasn't seeing that correctly. No, trust your gut. Even in your worst situations, your gut is probably still having a hint of some reality. And so when people seem to clap louder for someone else, but not enough for you, like you got to realize how amazing you are and that you cannot allow even the thought process of what you think is going on to deter you. But with all of that said and done, 2020 recap for me has been a blessed year. 2020 has been a difficult year. 2020 has been a year of excitement as well as a year of loss. Whether that was for some people, it may be a loss of life. They've lost loved ones. They've lost jobs. They've lost resources. That's a very real situation. You could lose even sanity. And I'm not saying that I have. Let's just be clear. I don't want somebody to be like, oh my God, she's always talking about therapy. And now she's talking about loss of sanity. Nope, they're not correlated. Not for me. All I'm saying is that this year has been so many ups and downs. So that my recap this year has been learning that I was going to be okay. And that I'm going to be okay. When I was younger, I used to sing this song called I'll Make It. Now, you may not be a Christian. You may not be somebody who grew up in a church setting. And that's perfectly fine. But I want you to look up Hezekiah Walker and the song I'll Make It. So I sang this as a, as a young girl, teenager, late teenager. And if you listen to some of the ad-libs, this this particular version with John P. Key and Hezekiah Walker but sink or swim live or die I'll make it and if I can't fly then I'll run and if I can't run then I'll walk and if I can't walk then I'll crawl but I'll make it those are the words to the soloist part and I've had those moments this 2020 where you're like, where what's happening? Okay, great. This is good. Keep the momentum. Okay. Now it's not. And I'm not arrived, but I'm still making it. And I'm going to continue to make it. And it's going to be days of highs and some couple of lows in there, but I just believe I'll make it. And it's amazing how, when you think about something that, Something as significant as a song that you sing when you were like 13, 14, 15. I was having whatever struggles I was having then. And it meant so much to me then. And now as an adult, it means so much more to me now. To know that no matter what we're up against, you have the keys to get yourself through. You just don't realize it. And even if you have to outsource a couple of things, like for me, I feel like therapy is an outsource for me. It's all designed to help me to be better and help me to make it. Not every day is going to be great. Like it's just not. But I got to do the best that I can to dust myself off and try it all over again. Ask questions. Get answers. Believe the answers that you get. Cut some people off. Add some people in, you know, this whole new, no new friends thing. It works great. 
until you realize that you cannot always succeed with just the friends that you have. Like sometimes you have to be able to know when to appropriately add people to the team. Just as much as discernment to not put somebody on the team, it's the same discernment you need to have to put somebody on the team. Because putting somebody on the team doesn't always mean that it's going to be a a detriment. I've had friends that have been added to my roster. I've had resources that have been added to me that if I had been on this whole no new friends, I would be by myself struggling. Taking that much longer to get to the place where I needed to be. So don't cut off people. Not everybody. Because you really are cutting off the resources that you actually needed. It's amazing how we say we pray about certain things and we say we hope. Lord, send me a sign. Send this to me. I need this. I need this. And then God's like, okay, I got you. Here you go. Then you're like, oh, no, 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 not her. Not that. Mm -mm. I don't want to add nothing new. I don't want to try nothing new. I don't want to hear nothing new. I don't want to look like nothing new. I don't want to see nothing new. I just want to be right here. This is my team. This is we're solid right here. You can be solid and add new people to the team. You There's other solid people out here in this world. It's only other messed up people that think that there's only this set of people and that's it. Like you cannot live with just four people. You cannot live with just five people and that's it. You may need to add people to the team. Like it's okay. It's okay if you do that. I have made some amazing things happen from adding people to the team from learning to actually take a call to learning to okay this person slid in my dms and they're asking me a question within reason and it worked out not to say that it's gonna work out every time but it sometimes it does and sometimes you just got to have discernment like i feel like we need to understand that discernment works in two ways discernment is going to protect you It will stop you in your tracks from allowing other things and people and craziness to enter into your life. And that same level of discernment can reverse itself to bring in the very things that you need. When you have discernment, you can discern what is a good thing and what is a bad thing. And not everything new is a bad thing. New is very challenging. New is very difficult. New can be scary. But new doesn't have to be the end of the world. And you don't have to cut off the new just to prove a point. Like you really are just, you don't, not just to prove a point. I've had some friends that have been with me, few of them, 10, 15, 20 years. But I've also learned to make new friends by using my discernment and trusting myself because you know what it's okay to have a new friendship when you've used your discernment and all the things align because if something happens you have the ability to protect yourself and and do what's best for yourself at any given point it's not an all or nothing which is something that me and my husband talk about all the time mostly because that is some sometimes my mentality and I've learned to soften up a little bit It doesn't have to be all or nothing. There's other choices. It's not left or right. You can kind of merge a little. It doesn't have to be black and white. It actually can be gray, which is what I'm dealing with with my now with my middle child is trying to deal with this whole learning the gray. So basically, I'm teaching myself through my kids and resetting them through the things that I've done 
and the things that I experienced. But that's what it boils down to. Like I can't stay stagnant trying to prove that I can be better by myself. So I wanted to end again this podcast because I'm going to be ending this particular episode and I'm going to bring you a bonus episode for season two, but this will be the last full episode of season two. And the reason why it's just so difficult to try to, I don't like to have the dates. Like I don't want to come next week with Christmas being next Friday and then give a Saturday episode right off the bat, unless it's a bonus. And so I kind of want to just keep the flow going. And if we, and I'll be taking, like I said, a two week break with a bonus episode in between. And then once New Year's is that next week, we'll be back. But I wanted to end about some of the things that I do to help myself. And I hope that maybe something will trigger in you to help you. With the holidays coming up and with the new year coming in and with all these different expectations that we have and we're going to put on ourselves, whether that to be a certain thing for someone or what we want for ourselves, especially when it comes to holidays and things of that sort. What has been helping me to get through? Is to be honest with my feelings. If I wake up and I'm super stressed, I say that I'm super stressed, which I wasn't doing before. Like you have to speak up and say what's actually wrong, especially when you kind of figure it out. Like, you know what's going on. You got to be honest with yourself. Like, even if you lie to somebody else, don't lie to yourself. Always be honest with yourself. Number two is writing it down how I'm feeling. Sometimes seeing it can either make it valid that it's a true feeling or sometimes seeing it can make it valid that you just tripping and I got to get it together. So it works one of the two ways. Three, for me and for a lot of people, therapy is your friend. It's not something to be ashamed of. That's why I speak so fluently about it. It's not, it's not a shame factor. Therapy is there to help you to become better. So that your responses can be better so that you can be differently around other people and so that you can get along with yourself. To be honest with you, it's going to help you to get along with yourself. And let me tell you something, when you can start to get along with yourself, you can get along with other people. Other people become like nothing. But do you know how many people have these big filtered lives in the world, but amongst themselves, like in their heart, in their mind is another playground. And it's another level and it's a whole lot of other stuff happening that they don't even want to have happening. So that's why I say therapy helps you to get you together. Another thing I do is I've noticed that on the weeks or the days that I don't work out, I'm not physical, that it can become another level with me. So find a way to become active. There's things that you can do. YouTube is free. Workouts are free on YouTube. You can work out that way. You can do things on Facebook. There's so many ways to get video content now. So many ways. So because those ways are practically almost free, sometimes you have to tap into some type of a free way to have some type of organization and movement and getting it together. The other part that I want to suggest is a thing that you could do is to phone a friend. Be particular about the friend that you choose. It cannot be a friend that when you begin to tell them about you, they make that about them. 
it's discouraging when you really are struggling with something and you start to talk to someone and they just flip it to them and they make it about them and woe is them. You know, you could be in a situation where you can talk to somebody and it'll may ignite something that's in them. But when you have a friend or acquaintance or whomever you would like to call them and they're consistently making everything about them, that's not the friend that you want to phone a friend. You are going to want to find someone that can, first of all, speak life. Someone that can be honest, but honest with doesn't have to be brutal. Honesty doesn't always have to be brutal. You can be honest, you can be a friend, and then you can use your own personal discernment to not attack. Sometimes we take this whole, I'm going to keep it real, too real. You can be real with someone. You can be honest with someone. You can be bold with someone. You can do it with class and you can do it with dignity and you can do it with love and you can do it with patience and you can do it with understanding. They need to all come together. And if you're talking to someone who doesn't give you all of those things, stop going to them, period. You can still be friends with them, but you got to stop going to them and get vomiting all this information for them to vomit their stuff back onto you it's just it's not a good thing so phone a friend music therapy for me works now music therapy is basically being very careful and particular about the music that you're listening to when you're in the most distressed situation for me you have to find something that's calming and uplifting jazz music is one doesn't really have any lyrics to it but it's calming it's uplifting Gospel music for me is one of my first go-tos. Number th- uh, three, you can even find like some alternative contemporary music that doesn't even have sound or does have sound dub, but doesn't have words. Something that's going to be calming. If it's something that's going to rile you up, something that's going to make you feel angry or anything like that, you might want to just curtail that. Music therapy is the beautiful thing. Podcasts, obviously listening to someone talk about themselves, talk about their story, talk about something that ignites something in you that makes you feel like, yes, I can do better. Let me get my life together. Let me stop this foolishness. Let me go ahead and get get my 2021 things together. Let me go ahead and be nicer to my family. Let me go ahead and get my life together with my husband. Let me go here and love on these babies. Let me go. Those are types of things. Podcasts are a great way. That's why you have to be particular about who you listen to on the podcast because it should be uplifting. I've listened to so many different podcasts because that's what I love, not just to do, but I love to listen to it. And I'd be like, yes, let me go get the things and pull them together. That's how life is supposed to work. You have enough resources around you to pull together and make things happen. So those are some of my, some of just my, some of my suggestions. I have so many, but those are just a few suggestions that I would suggest you do and use and utilize and push through, especially with the holidays coming up. Another thing, and people don't think about how, but being some, doing something artistic, you can do an adult coloring book. You could paint, do clay, journal, draw, all kinds of different things, sketching, but something artistic will be helpful because it gets that energy and focuses it somewhere else. So those are my suggestions. Again, there's like a thousand and one things you could do, but let's recap this episode today. One, Christmas is here. The holidays are here. And if you celebrate it, you are either 
excited about it or you're over it. There's just two different ways. However, be careful with yourself during this season. I know for me, I'm trying to be as careful as I possibly can because I miss my family just like anybody else would miss theirs. And with that being said, the holidays are going to look very different or at least it should be. The other thing is 2021 is coming and people are going to be telling you, you shouldn't plan. You shouldn't have these thoughts. You shouldn't be getting together. You shouldn't be worrying about um, what 2021 is going to be because look what 2020 did. 2020 did came in like a wrecking ball. Seriously. 2020, some people can even say was trash. But 2020 has so many different parts in it. And there's a responsibility that we owe ourselves to attempt to put our best foot forward every single time. No matter what's going on around us, we have to try to do our very best to take care of ourselves. And that may mean in what we do, what we bring in, how we work, what our money looks like, how that all comes together. So don't tell let somebody tell you that you shouldn't be, you know, thinking about quarter one. You shouldn't be out here trying to figure out how to get things together. You shouldn't be out here trying to be your best version of yourself. Like that's not true. Like you still have to live in yourself, right? You still have to live in your body. You still have to live in your skin. And I would hate to be feeling unachieved, unaccomplished. Those are not things that you want to feel and you will feel those things whether you're around other people or not, whether we stay in our house another year or not, which I don't think is going to happen. But just saying being around other people doesn't stop the flow like you have to still feel a sense of accomplishment. And that's why it's always good to have more than one form of income, one more than one type of skill sets, because those are types of things you can turn into something. You know, there's people out here right now making six figures working on the Internet doing classes that they're teaching something that they're good at there's so many ways and to feel fulfilled and it's not just about the money but it's gonna come like you can't walk in life and be fulfilled and not be and not have that prosper it's not gonna it's you you're gonna feel that it's gonna come so i'm grateful for this year i'm grateful for the lessons i'm grateful for the growth i'm grateful for recognizing the blessings I'm sad about the things that we have lost, the people that we have lost. There's no way to replace that. So what is your recap look for this year? What are your highs? What are your lows? What are those things that you are going to be honest with yourself that you truly need to fix? Because you aren't hurting a little bit of my list. And you're probably thinking this girl. Cra-. Listen, it's just it's a part of life. We all have a list inside of us that we all have to be working towards. But you got to be actively working towards not just writing it down, writing it down with a vision and then working that plan. You know, when people talk about people adapting in this cope, this pivot word pivot comes from a place where you even can get knocked down. But just something inside of you says, no, I got to get back up. That's that's really what pivoting is. But that comes from actively trying to figure it out. And having a desire to want to figure it out. Sometimes that desire feels broken. Like you don't feel like you have the strength to figure it out. You don't want to put your first foot for, you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to get up. That's depression too. That's anxiety. That's a call to a therapist. That's a call to a phone, a friend. That's, that's a journal entry. That's music. That's a music therapy. That's one of those things that we talked about to help you get to become better. Sometimes for me, just going for a ride helps. 
without the kids and just going for a ride. You can social distance in your own car, right? You can social distance by being by yourself. You could take a jog. You can go outside and stretch. I know it's cold outside. I'm not a fan of the cold, but I actually find that I actually work out better in the wintertime than I do in the fall and spring. I don't know why, but it's just what it does. Maybe because the mentality of the like spring body, summer bodies is, is made in the winter. I don't know. But whatever it is, I do way better in the wintertime in the fall than I do in the spring and summer. Getting active, getting clear, praying, meditating, writing things down, write a vision, make it plain. I hope that this 2021 year is going to bring everything that you could have ever imagined. If nothing else, I hope that it brings wholeness. If you get whole, you can accomplish anything. So I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I'll be back for the bonus episode. You won't even know when it drops because I'll just make an announcement. But we will be back in two weeks for full episodes. So that we can be ready to go. So we can continue on this journey. Because like I said, seasonal depression is real. And it takes off and becomes more apparent in the wintertime. And because we're about to be into the first day of winter, which I believe is December the 21st. That's when it sits in. I don't know what it is about that date. I don't know what it is. Not necessarily about the date, but what it is about the winter. Other than the fact that we lose all that good sunlight and it gets colder and you become more irritated. You don't can't really do that much. But whatever it is, I'm going to do what I can to support every last one of you that want to be supported. That want to be active towards getting better. That want to figure out what they can do to become their best versions of themselves. So have a good Christmas. Have a good Christmas with whomever you're able to spend Christmas with. If you're by yourself, I my heart goes out to you. I hope you understand. And I'm sending you love and understanding and peace your way. For those who are like me, who are missing their family terribly, we're all in this together. I know that sounds cliche because it really ain't helping us to really feel any better. But I'm doing the work to feel better about it. So have a good Christmas. Have an amazing new year. I'm so glad to be rocking out with you in season two and I can't wait to see what season three brings and we're just going to keep rocking it out. Have a great week and happy Friday. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.